Welcome to Between Two Furnaces. I am your host, Luke Wyden, my esteemed colleague, Matt Big Cat Barbosa. Good morning, America. Good morning, HVAC world. We are so excited today because we have a, a special, special guest, industry legend, Chris Hunter. Matt, tell us a little bit about Chris Hunter. I've known Chris a little bit since uh, I was in Texas working for my dad's place, and um, we've always had, you know, pictures of him all over our walls and, you know, been a big <laughs> fan of his. No, um, always appreciated uh, Chris's energy and his, you know, he's always got new ways of doing stuff. So awesome. he's always been someone I've looked up to. Uh, happy to have him on today. Welcome, Chris. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. When I got the, the, the message asking me to come on, I was, I was honored because early in my career, actually was in a class and I saw these people in front of me with Barbosa on their shirt. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder who these people are. So yeah, I've been a fan of the Barbosa uh, mechanical there and, and, and of the company and of the people. So yeah, I was honored to, to get to come on. Awesome. Matt, you want to read Chris's bio for the people listening? Yeah, he's got a heck of a bio. I'm just going to get right into it here. So Chris Hunter is an author, business coach, founder of Hunter Supertax and the GoTime Success Group. When he's not leading workshops and seminars or giving keynote speeches at conferences around the nation, he's spending time with his family and attending church. Chris is a devoted husband, father, and grandpa, and incorporates his family values and love of Christ into his business practices. Chris's ability to effectively run his business comes from his humble origins as a small business owner. He has seen firsthand the importance of investing in personal growth and the growth of your team, and watching these seeds grow into healthy relationships with customers. I love that, Chris. Awesome. Chris has based his personal and business philosophy on the teachings of the most important book in history, the Bible. And one of his favorite verses, Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as to the Lord and not to men. And this type of mentality is what ultimately led Chris seeking out the best teachers to learn from, and finding the most willing students to form into his teams, as well as always finding new and innovative means to better serve his customers. Awesome. And here we got some of his awards and accolades. The first one is something, I know this is a big deal. Some people may not know about this, but um, the Tom Hart Consultant of the Year Award winner. I know, Chris, I know that one means a lot to you. That's and cool. I, the guys that know about Tom Hart and what that uh, award is. Yeah, McCart, I'm sorry. He doesn't have his glasses on. Um, nationally recognized contractor of the year, 2016 ACHR, the news best contractor to work for top 40 under 40 in the HVAC industry. And this list goes on and on Inc. 5,000 fastest growing private companies, PHC magazine, top 20 contractors, and another HVAC legend here, Ron Smith industry trailblazer award winner. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, congratulations on all your success. That's quite the resume you got there. Well, thank you. Like I said, I've had a had an awesome team and and some awesome mentors to learn from along the way. So uh, without them, you know, I, I was just a technician trying to fix air conditioners. You know, so right. that, that's where I got my start. So t- tell us a little bit of how you got started in this industry. You, you know, yeah, yeah. So probably. A lot like a lot of people do by, by a complete accident, honestly. Mm. So I took air conditioning class in high school as a blow off because right. I, I, I was a, 
a baseball player and, you know, I wanted to have fun. So I thought, huh, there's an easy half a day. I'll go, you know, <laughs> spend half a day at this air conditioning thing. And honestly, I didn't give any, any thought to making that my career at all. Fast forward several years later, I find myself, I was a, a communication technician for AT&T. I did electrical and things like that for okay. them inside the central office. And 9-11 happened and they were going to lay off 10,000 people. And I was one of the, wow. the newer hires. So I was one of those 10,000 unless they had this air conditioning job of all things. <laughs> and they said, Chris, you, you can stay on if you can pass this test. This guy that has this position is willing to retire. Okay. Here's your shot. So I'm like, oh gosh. So luckily I passed the test somehow. Uh, and <laughs> hence there I got my start into air conditioning. But the, the funny thing was, I had never worked for another like retail contractor at all, which actually was a huge blessing because when I left AT&T and decided to start Hunter Heat and Air, which became Hunter Supertex, okay. I, really, I really didn't have any bad habits learned, you know, so I didn't know anything, which was a, a gift because then I got to just start learning from people like Ron Smith. I read his book and right. I just did it. You know, right. I did what it said. <laughs> I joined the service roundtable and, and did what they said and met these great people and and just did what they said. And that's how really I got my start in the air conditioning business. That's awesome. So that philosophy, did did you use that philosophy when you were hiring employees, finding people outside the industry? I did. I, I did that quite a bit. I, I You know, I was from Ardmore, Oklahoma, and Ardmore, Oklahoma is a town of about 25,000 people. So there wasn't like this big pool to, to choose from. And believe it or not, a fun fact, it actually had more contractors per capita than any other city in Oklahoma when I first got started. Wow. Um, so it was very competitive. The the prices were super cheap. Everybody was hourly um, and there wasn't any employees really to be had. So I, I realized, well, we're going to have to find really good people that right. have good values and train them up. And that's essentially been my, my game plan all along as far as developing, developing leaders. Very cool. Very cool. Um, big cat. I, I love it. Um, I, I can relate to, um, kind of not having the bad habits when you join. I mean, my dad's company and a lot of guys out there, you know, in the old days it was, you hired the guy with the most experience and, yep. you know, you get a guy that has X number of years of bad habits. So, um, it's really refreshing to do that. Um, so, um, let's see here. It's hard to break those habits as well if you if you bring yeah. in bring in other people and I I think that even if you do bring in people from you know from the industry which people with experience I think it's very that's that's awesome if you can do that um, to scale I think you're gonna have to figure out a system in place to to train and bring in just good people and teach them the trades but but even if you bring in people with experience. Painting the vision for them, I think, was probably the most important thing for me. And instead of just making it like, yeah, hey, here's what we do. We fix air conditioners. Right. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to show them the, the way forward, you know, what we were here for, what we were doing, where we were going, and, and the core values and how they fit into that. And, and once I established that, it gave me real clarity on the path forward. And then when we brought people in, I would get to learn what was most important to them. 
And then if I could figure out a way to connect their personal goals to our business goals and combine those two, that's really where the, the magic started happening. So great. Great. Yeah. I'm, so <clears throat> given that, you know, you, you had, as you mentioned, you, you know, the most competitive city in town, you started a business, you're getting people from outside the industry. How did you set yourself apart from all these people? You know, I imagine there's companies there that have been there for decades. How did you go out setting yourself apart? Well, that, that's the beauty of what, what I call uh, rural America. <laughs> so, so, you know, so if you think about it, Dallas, Texas, Phoenix, Las Vegas, all these big cities, they've got a lot of really big established companies and, and it's hard to grab that market share. Right. There's all this low hanging fruit in these outlying areas that really the, the big boys didn't want to go to. So, so my strategy was, hey, let's get really good in this one little small area and then duplicate in the next area over. Uh, in fact, our vision was uh, get really good, develop leaders, and duplicate in similar areas. So it provided a, a growth path for them. But to, to really start gaining the market share, it really, it's not that, I hate to say this, but it, it's not that hard in a lot of these areas where people have done it the same way forever. So I, I took the, the best practices from things I learned, like uh, no overtime charges. Well, yeah. hey, there's a there's a convenient thing. Why not do business when people are home and not charge them any extra for it? So that was easy to market, you know. Awesome. So right away we gained some market share. Believe it or not, everybody was still charging hourly um, around town in this area. So we went to the upfront pricing, uh, financing. I could not believe people weren't offering financing even on repairs. Wow. You know, I thought, let's make it easy for people to do business with us either after hours, let's give them the price up front and let's help them pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So those three things were, were pretty key. Um, and then it evolved. You know, once the competition started stepping up, we had to find a way to stay in front. So we would do things like a no breakdown guarantee and, and the club membership model that was different from a service agreement model um, and, and just kept growing and learning and, and implementing. That was the most important thing is, is the implementation of these good ideas that we found. Yeah, totally. One thing I um, always loved about you and your company um, up there, Hunter Heating and Air, is uh, Hunter Supertext. I loved your YouTube video where it was like uh, you got the phone call and then like all the texts like rushed out of the meeting. Uh, yeah. were, was, were you yet. kind of the architect of that video? Yeah. So, so I was a member of the Service Nation Alliance, and one really cool thing that they do is they have a boot camp. And I went to the boot camp, and it was really about branding. There was a, a lady named Robin Jones who, uh, who now actually she works with us at GoTime, believe it or not. But, um, but she she gave the example of. Hey, what is your brand? What is your area in your market that you've claimed? And she used the example of a pegboard. She said, think of a, a picture of a pegboard. And each one of those slots is a piece of the market that needs to be claimed. And you stick your peg in there and you claim that market, um, whatever that is. You know, it could be the, the cheapest service. It could be the, the most expensive. It could be the fastest. And she said, what area is yet to be claimed? that your brand can deliver on. So we went back and we reviewed like our reviews, what people were saying about us. And they were saying, oh man, you, you guys were so fast. They were professional. They saved the day. 
uh, you know, they came at whatever time and all, this theme started to, to form. And that's when we came up with the, the Hunter Super Techs, you know, and, and I knew I kind of wanted a mascot. So we, we had the Super Tech uh, mascot that was born there, but, but really and truly embracing that as part of our kind of our brand promise and that fast professional thing, it was easy then. It just got fun in yeah. our, in our marketing, in our, in our uh, branding efforts. So that, that particular commercial or YouTube video, we just continued <laughs> to make it a reoccurring theme. And it's also how the word go time actually came out of that. Cause that's what we kind of latched onto, you know, whenever the phone rings, you know, it's go, go time. time. Let's yeah. go. Let's, let's make it happen. That's cool. I, well, I got some follow-up questions on this really quick though. Um, yeah. First of all, did you guys make the chili at your boot camp when you went to that? We sure did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I what place did you get? To say, I did not win the competition there, but uh, yeah, I learned a lot. That was fun. Kerry uh, Webb was on my team. We got, we got second place. That's funny. Uh, we got, we got robbed. Our chili was so good. So that was fun. Yeah. That was really cool. Chris, what, 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 when, it, when you're telling this story, it makes me think of, and I've interacted with a lot of contractors out there, is like most of them get caught in the day-to-day stuff. And what you're talking about is high-level strategy that is going to take people to the next level, right? Um, instead of getting caught up with putting out fires all day, right? I think that's the key in what, what he said about the video and that whole thing. So, yeah. um, so Chris, through your, throughout your career and at uh, Hunter Service Tech's, you you've probably interacted with some high level HVAC salespeople, or have seen them, yeah. or have had them on your team. First off, the question I'd ask you is, what advice would you give somebody that's looking to get into HVAC sales? Um, maybe they're a technician, installer, maybe they're from outside the industry. Yeah. So my my biggest piece of advice for this, and this is what I would even tell the, the technicians that work for me and others that I've learned from, but, and, and keep in mind guys, I'm, I was an air conditioning tech, so I didn't want to be a salesman. You know, I, I love solving problems. I loved wearing that badge of honor of uh, how good of a technician I was, you know, right. that type of thing. So the first thing that I always encourage people is, Hey, you're not there to sell, to be a salesman at all. Your, your job, if you are good at your job, which is uncovering needs, it's providing solutions. Uh, if you are a good technician and you want to turn into a sales machine, it's really about learning how to do your technical job even better. So, for example, if I go into a house that's 30 years old and I'm, I'm a good technician, there is no way that I can't go into that house and follow a systematic process and find ways to keep people comfortable, save them money, protect their home or protect their family. And it's my duty, my job to uncover those things and then show the people what an awesome technical job that I just use my skills to uncover and the solutions that it can do to, to face one of those things or to solve one of those things, keeping them comfortable, saving them money, protecting their family or protecting their home. Um, so therefore, when I looked at it like that, it shifted my thinking to sales is not all about learning the, the slick maneuver of clothes and manipulation. It's more about and we, we teach this at GoTime, we call it the care process, but it's really about the connecting. CARE stands for, uh, it's an acronym, so the C stands for connecting. So it's learning people. It's learning how to find that common ground and really make a connection with whoever your customer is. The A is for assessment. And this is where us as owners uh, or service managers, we 
we owe it to our company and our technician and our salespeople to have a process in place. So nothing gets missed. You know, it's a detailed checklist, um, a way of uncovering the needs and assessment um, and including all things, you know, the indoor air quality, the duct work. So that way nothing gets missed. That's why I love service Titan. There was ways that, that, that couldn't even be skipped if it wanted to. Um, And then the R is about recommendations. It's about learning how to just present options and asking them, you know, which, which, what do they want to do? You're not trying to sell them anything. You've just uncovered the needs. And then the E is for execution. And it's the part where once we say yes, how do we deliver on that promise and make sure that it gets followed through and then ultimately connects, uh, connects us to the next referral. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's a good, good process there. And, and, like for me, I'd boil that down to similar with stuff we talk about all the time is if you, if you're building trust, you're making the right rec- recommendations, solving problems, a sale is just a byproduct of, of doing the right thing. That's it, man. It, it's not, there's no secret bullet, you know, or secret weapon, silver bullet. Right. Where it's not rocket science. It's just about doing the right things day in, day in and out. And, uh, and following the process and being good at your job. Yeah. What, what, what I learned, the more that I learned about how to be a good technician and how to connect with customers, the more confidence I made. And, and I was a baseball player and growing up, my dad always told me, he's like, you know, he told our whole team, he was a coach. He said, uh, kids, you, you look good, you play good. And, and the thought was <laughs> you look good, you know, the more confidence you have, the better you will go out and play. The same goes for a technician or a salesperson. The more you're prepared, the more you you look the part, you feel good about it, the more confidence you have, and ultimately the more results you'll get. Yeah, totally. Hey, to this baseball point really quick. So if you were in the big leagues, what would your walk-up song be, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome that you, that you asked that because I'm a huge baseball fan. And I grew up, you know, in the – I was playing baseball in high school in the early 90s. So – at the time, Major League and yeah. Wild Thing, Charlie Vaughn was the, the big yes. thing. And that song, I can still play it today. In fact, I played it before this this podcast because I thought you were going to ask that. It fired <laughs> me up. So awesome. there, Because uh, the Wild Thing, I loved it because, number one, he connected with the crowd, right? He, he yeah. fired everybody up. He gave hope, you know, when he came in. But he, but he wasn't scared to throw the thing behind someone just to keep them riled up. <laughs> right, you know, I love and, it. And, I actually did that as a baseball player uh, on purpose, just to just to keep people off off edge a little bit. That's funny. I feel like Randy Quaid in that movie all the time as a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fan. You know, that's that I resonate with that. I love that movie. That's a great yeah. movie, a great song too. But yeah, and, and to your point about confidence, and you know, Big Cat, I I. Big, big cat knows I wear a sport coat every day in the office, and that that's part of the reason. And you know, at first it was like, "Hey, I'm going to class this place up a little bit." And then it became, you know, I feel more confident when I feel good and look good, right? You know, so yeah. to 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 the point. So, you know, um, what what in your experience, what activities do you see these high level salespeople doing on a daily basis? Is it phone calls, emails, w- preparation? What? What do you see the super high level guys or gals doing? Yeah, so I've I've studied a lot of these. In fact, I'm still a, a study. So I've, I I did sell my company back at the end of 2018, but since then I've been a part of 
uh, GoTime Success Group has a training school. And now I'm the director of customer relations with Service Titan. Awesome. So I get I get to see who the best salespeople in the nation are mm-hmm. uh, and the top performers. And I want to learn from them. I, I, I'm a constant study at that. But what, what I see the most um, from these top performers is empathy. Um, believe it or not, it's not, uh, you know, charisma or anything like this. It, it, it's the ability to have empathy and truly want to help your, your customer. And, and the second part of that is discipline. They do consistently the, the, the right things that produce results where, um, Every day, you know, it's not like, well, today, you know, I think I'll run this call this way. No, they have their process. They're always learning. They're always fine tuning um, and they're very consistent in their approach. And the third thing that I've found about the real top performers, they have they have intentionally built a great team around them or support the people around them. So it's just like any quarterback yeah. has to have an awesome you know, line that, that helps make this possible. They also have to have a great running game. So they have time when they do throw the ball. Well, these great salespeople, they have phenomenal support staff. You know, they have a, the, a company that stands behind them that has a great brand that creates the opportunity for the leads and stuff to come in. Um, take any one of those things away. A solo performer can only do so much. But when you combine it with a great support staff, with a powerful brand, uh, and you're very consistent in following your process, you'll get consistent results. And you won't just be that that one-hit wonder or right. have a good week <laughs> and then a bad week. Well, that, that's awesome because, you know, as you're saying that, like, you know, this, this makes me think of some particular people, Big Cat, you know, on our team. And, uh, and it, it's awesome that you say that because I think you're right. Like if you had a high performer that was on a, with a subpar company and they had subpar installations and a semi good reputation, that guy is, or gal is not going to be as successful if he's on your team or our team, you know? So that, that is a part of the puzzle for sure. That 100%. That's why you can take uh, what would be considered a poor performer on one team, plug them into a different team with a better culture, with a better uh, process in place, and now they become a top performer. And and the beauty about being a company that has the brand and the process in place is you're less reliant upon the personality of the particular salesperson. Right. you can make this repeatable over and over and over just by following the process. Totally. Beautiful. I love it. One of the things that stood out to me was uh, kind of that third thing about the building and support. And I, maybe I heard you saying this too. It's kind of like um, you're kind of sharing the success. I had a, a friend today on her Instagram that said like real Queens fix each other's crowns, basically like people <laughs> lift each other up or whatever. And wow. I feel like on our team, like, um, we give each other advice, and um, I, I love that. I, I do think that drives peak oh, yeah. performance. Yeah, it d- totally raises the bar for everybody. Yeah, It does, and, and if you can find a way to celebrate the wins, not just on the individual level, but on the whole team level, um, then, then there won't be the resentment. You know, there, you won't have yeah. the, the office staff uh, or the marketing team that's working so hard and the salesperson gets all the glory. Um, no, I mean, so if you can find a way to celebrate as a team, then, Hey, everybody wants everybody to win and, and, and realize when you can connect the dots all the way around that, Hey, when the marketing can generate leads, um, our technicians go out, if they're really good and they can turn, get a lead to turn over, 
Well, then the salesperson is going to go out and he's going to have empathy. He's going to do the process and close it, which creates work for our installers. Right. And if you can find a way to reward all of them in the process, that's where I feel like you really start gaining some momentum and, and build a culture instead of just a, a high performing element in a, in a team, but a high performing team all the way around. Awesome. 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 Well, Chris, we could go on and on forever. We're going to have to get you back on again soon. Um, Certain, certain to white, uh, wind things down here. Uh, yep. Camera and spotlighter on you right now. Tell us a little bit about what's in the pipeline. What is Chris Hunter doing right now, and how can people get a hold of Chris Hunter? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, um, so I did have the pleasure of writing a book with Ben Stark and Dave Rothker. Awesome. The book's called "It's Go Time," um, and I love this. Pro- it took us two years to write this, but we we would meet and we went front to back it starts with the end in mind you know how to how to start with the end in mind and goes through every element of running an hvac plumbing or electrical any home service business so uh you can go to gotimesuccessgroup.com and check out everything that we got going on there that's how you can contact me as well uh you can get the book um and then also like i said i'm now the director of service or uh, customer relations for service titan so I'm very engaged with that whole community there on Facebook and all those customers. And that's been a real learning experience. It's been really awesome to, to see and be a part of a, of a big SaaS company. You know, yeah. they're, they're on the Forbes, you know, top cloud company and just learning from that leadership and that whole model and taking pieces of that and sharing it with contractors uh, has been, been a real joy for me. Awesome. Awesome. Now that the book, Chris, is that on the web, GoTime it, website or is it on Amazon yeah, it, or anything? Go, like? GoTimeSuccessGroup.com. It's awesome. also on Amazon as awesome. well, but we would, um, we'd rather go, go to your success, website. Yeah, I'd rather go to the website. You, there, Amazon does the drop ship of the one. Yeah, we send out you know the one from the website, so awesome. um, I'd recommend that one. Awesome. We will definitely have to read that one, Big Cat. Yeah, might have to give one away on our podcast here uh, in a couple there, weeks. Here, there you go. In fact, I'll, I'll send you guys a, a few copies of it once we get Great. done here, and then you can you can choose to give them out or even check it out yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Any final words, Chris, for our listeners? Man, I'm just this industry. There's never been a greater time to be in this industry. A um, couple reasons why, and I just want to elaborate on this, and then we can we can leave. But. Great. For one, just to think about the possibility, right, of somebody like myself. You know, I'm, I didn't go to college. You know, I, I dropped out of college. I I'm, wasn't the, you know, I was, I was barely a C student in, a, in high school. Um, and, and really, uh, I had started early. Me and my wife, um, actually, we've been married over 25 years now, but I actually had my daughter when I was a senior in high school. So the, the deck was stacked against me. And just to think by this industry provides the possibilities of starting as a technician and then really can grow to do whatever you want, including the private equity world is so interested in this space right now. It's creating yeah. more multi I've got more friends that have become multimillionaires <laughs> in the last several years, and it's not going to quit, you know, for the next several years yeah. uh, as well. So Exciting this is a stuff. beautiful industry to be in, and the opportunity has never been brighter to grow and sell a company. Um, and then also just the, the shortage of technicians. Um, I just, I'm a, I'm a champion of the trades. Awesome. Awesome. Well, 
Chris, we appreciate your time, um, and it's glad to call you a friend now. So uh, we'll stay in touch. But, again, thank you, everyone, for listening.